0: Colorado Springs is a vibrant community full of amazing people, from business and entrepreneurship to arts and culture. It's truly the people of Colorado Springs that make this community so valuable. These are their stories. This is the Thrive for the Cause podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. John Stenberg. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's that time of year. Yes, indeed. The holiday seasons are upon us. Holidays are fun, but they can be stressful and often represent a departure from your normal habits. So it's no surprise that cold and flu season will typically follow the holidays. And there's so many things going on, whether it's travel, eating differently, drinking more alcohol, whatever it is that is injected into your routine through the holidays, your immune system and your body take a hit. So we we typically see that folks have a harder time with health challenges through the holiday seasons. It's just stressful, period. Physically, emotionally, chemically, there's just a lot going on. With that in mind, there are all these new challenges that your body's going to face and that need to be accounted for in order to cruise into the new year, no worse for the wear, while still having a good time and enjoying the holiday season. Now, it should go without saying, but I do want to make the disclaimer here that, although I am a doctor, I'm not your doctor, necessarily, and I want you to be mindful about making any changes based on information here on a podcast, right? Consult with your health care providers. I just wanted to share with you some, some principles, right? Some broad ideas, but you're going to need to apply these to your specific situation with the assistance of your health care provider. So before you do anything crazy, make sure that you consult with your doctor. So these are a few bases that you need to cover to stay healthy through the holidays. Number one. Hydrate. I know this is the kind of thing that you hear all the time, and I find that a lot of folks don't even really know what that means. Uh, so what is a pro- appropriate water consumption? What does it actually mean to be hydrated? How do you know when you're dehydrated? All that sort of thing. Uh, why it's important. Number one, your body is composed largely of good old H2O. It's sort of the base solution for all your body fluids. So if you think about your blood, Uh, your urine, your cerebrospinal fluid. I mean, there's all these different fluids of the body that do very, very important jobs. Now, the reason why having appropriate amount of H2O in your system is important is because it keeps all of those fluids in a healthy balance. So when you think of something like an electrolyte balance, that's extremely important for your body systems to work correctly, particularly your nervous system, your muscular system, that sort of thing. Uh, Electrolytes... You know, we hear that term, and it's not just the stuff in Gatorade, but what they really are are uh, molecules or minerals like sodium, potassium, chloride. uh, And and these actually have an electrical charge, and they help in the function of the cells. So they basically are assisting in getting nutrients into cells and getting waste out of cells. Uh, So they're super important for cell health. And as you know, your body's made up of cells. So if you take care of your cells, you'll have a healthy body. The proper amount of water typically follows this rule of thumb and it's take your body weight divided by two and that's the number of ounces per day that you should be consuming so let me give you an example to make it easy a 200 pound person would then require 100 ounces of water per day to stay hydrated it's kind of a loose guide but it gets you in the ballpark and and what most folks find is that that's way more than they're drinking Um, so what if you consistently drink water, but you still always feel thirsty or or aren't well hydrated or show signs of dehydration, a lot of folks have absorption issues. So these are the people that they're drinking water a lot during the day, but they're constantly going to the bathroom and it seems like it's just running right through them. Uh, When I've had that situation in the past, what I found really helpful for myself is just take a pinch of some Himalayan sea salt, add it to your water, almost to give it that almost like smooth sort of consistency to it when you're drinking it not that it should taste salty but you can tell a difference uh, in the way that the water you know almost feels in your mouth and that's a good way to inject some electrolytes into your water to aid in absorption. So cover this base I mean there's no there's no shock that um, dehydrated folks tend to have worse hangovers dehydrated folks tend to have more muscle pain dehydrated folks tend to have more headaches and fatigue so this is if you do nothing else you really need to cover this base to stay healthy this holiday season that's number one number two get adequate rest Um, you know there's so many regenerative functions that happen with the body and the mind as you sleep if you're not resting you're never going to fully recover from the stresses of the day and with the holidays and all that entails you're going to start to accumulate stress and fatigue and wear and tear if you're not fully recovered. Over time, the additive effect of all this under-recovered stress that your body accumulates is a bad, bad thing. You might not notice it at first, but this is one of those sneaky ones that tends to to, uh, slowly add up over time. So it's really important that you prioritize it so that you don't get behind. One of the unfortunate things about rest and sleep in particular is that It takes more time for you to catch up than it does for you to lose it. And that means, you know, if you spend three or four days in a row getting four or five, six hours of sleep, you're not going to just be able to sleep 12 hours for three days in a row and catch back up. It doesn't work that way. Uh, So this is something you need to commit to doing and being disciplined about in order to not fall behind. So number three, commit to movement. Physical activity is just one of the best outlets that we have for stress. There's numerous physiological benefits. It improves your cognitive function, which is your brain health and your mental processing. Uh, And it's better for your muscles, your heart and your brain, and frankly, your confidence when you are expressing your physical capability on a routine basis. One common analogy that I'll use with patients in the office to explain the importance of this practice is a pool of water, right? A stagnant pool of water, it stinks, it's a breeding ground, for nasty bugs and it also ultimately doesn't support vibrant life. The same is true for the human body. You got to move to groove. And so just find opportunities like I said to be active. It can be a walk. It can be it can be doing something like a turkey trot 5K. It can be that traditional game of football, you know, on the morning of Thanksgiving. It can be it can be getting out and playing in the snow and sled riding with the kids, the grandkids. It doesn't have to be gym time. So just remember uh, that it's important to prioritize movement, commit to movement, and try to spend a bit of time every single day, especially when you're traveling, doing a little bit of extra physical activity. Those three are obviously focused on physical health, which is extremely important, but that's only one part of what makes you healthy as a person overall. So I've got a few other tips uh, that are maybe a little bit more philosophical, maybe a little bit more focused on the mental, emotional, aspects of health, but are extremely important during the holiday season. Uh, Number four is to say no when and where needed. So much of the stress around the holiday season seems to come from things that seem mandatory when in fact they're optional. Things like traveling, family traditions, other people's expectations, gift giving, all these sorts of things, they kind of take the fun out of the holidays when you are doing them begrudgingly. So I'm not suggesting, and I'm I'm certainly not giving people permission to be a jerk during the holidays and just say, well, I'm not coming to to dinner at grandma's house because I don't feel like it, but you should be realistic with yourself and the people around you when it comes to the countless obligations that you could get yourself caught up into. So I'm just suggesting that you be strategic and intentional with what you participate in and what you don't. Now, there's certainly times where the right move is to do things you don't want to do, But overextending yourself thoughtlessly and just saying yes to everything uh, and getting yourself so busy during the holidays that you can't wait for the season to be over, that's really not doing yourself a favor or, frankly, anyone else around you. And so be mindful, be intentional with the things that you choose to say no to this holiday season. And the last one of the five here is to reflect, revamp, and reestablish your core values around health. So this is going to be one of those things that you might be sort of thinking of in terms of New Year's resolutions or looking to the year ahead. Frankly, I'm personally a fan of New Year's resolutions if they're legitimate commitments and not just wishful thinking. There's no reason why the start of a calendar year can't be a good time to make a change. So don't let anybody tell you that just because you're you know, thinking about starting New Year's resolution, that that automatically means you're not going to actually follow through with it. All of us should be considering what we want our life to look like in 2020 and brainstorming a few ways that you'd like to work toward that. You know, Health can be such an intangible thing uh, that often we only know it by its absence. And what I mean is we take it for granted when we're healthy, but whenever we confront a health challenge or some sort of issue where we lose our health, that's where we kind of know what we've lost. So as you're thinking about this kind of thing in terms of your life and your health in 2020, there are a few questions uh, that I think are important to consider. What health challenges did you face in 2019? Were there things that caught you off guard relating to your health? What do you think you've done well this year and what practices have you established that you'd like to carry over, things that you found are just good for you? What things did you try this past year that just didn't necessarily work out, things that seemed better on paper than in all practical purposes, or maybe even things that you tried and they worked for you but you just didn't commit and see them through or weren't disciplined enough to make it a part of your life? These are some of the things that will start to get the wheels turning in your mind and hopefully lead to some constructive revelations. And once you get on the right track, then you can start to establish some priorities and strategize your moves for 2020 based on the things that are within your control and realistically changes that you can see yourself sustaining for a minimum of three months. I think that's a really good rule of thumb for implementing any new practice is give yourself at least three months of doing it consistently before you make a fair assessment on how well it's working for you or not. And lastly... Choose things that you can measure in order to appreciate progress or lack thereof. So sometimes, you know, we implement practices that are really hard to appreciate subtle changes with initially, and it's easy to either continue doing it when it's not helping you, or number two, not recognize when it is helping you, even though you haven't really reaped the full reward yet. So Choose things that are measurable or find ways to measure progress with practices that you want to start to implement in 2020. So that's it, guys. My top five strategies for staying healthy this holiday season and getting a head start on a healthy, healthy, and prosperous 2020. I want you to appreciate the opportunities for progress no matter how small. And I also want you to feel supported in moving toward a better life. So if there's anything I can do to help you navigate some of this, please don't hesitate to reach out. If I can't help or it's out of my wheelhouse or area of expertise, I'll do everything I can to find someone who can help. So have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you guys next time on Thrive for the Cause podcast. Thank you so much for your time and attention on this episode of the Thrive for the Cause podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with a friend and subscribe for more episodes in the future. I wanna leave you with a quote by Dr. BJ Palmer. You never know how far reaching something you do say or think today can affect the lives of millions tomorrow. I want you to know that you matter to Colorado Springs. So get out there and thrive for the cause.